Welcome to season number six of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This show is designed specifically for ambitious moms, dads, husbands, and wives to help you get money out of the way so you can live life on your own terms. And if you're finally ready to transform the way you do money, head over and grab one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change yes. just that. I'm your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas. This is episode number 80. And today we're going to talk about money, <laughs> right? Like we always talk about money. We're going to talk about taxes. We continue our conversation we had last week. But today we're going to talk about how the taxes, the new tax law changes for you and how it affects your pocketbook. So that's what we're going to talk about today. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to say welcome. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know how you found me, but this is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life. And so I'm not going to do a long drawn out intro today, but if you want to find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. There you'll be able to find all of our past episodes, our archives. You'll also find a link to our Facebook group where we continue the conversation here, show notes and all that good stuff over there at yourmoneyright.com. So let's get on with it. So everybody knows, unless you've been sleeping under a rock, you've been hiding out, you've been on vacation for the past two years or something like that, that there's been a new tax bill here in the U.S. There's been a new tax bill signed into law. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act or Acts and Jobs Cuts or something like that. Basically, the Republicans got together um, and they decided to pass a brand new tax bill to lower taxes across to across the board and which they've done. Right. They've done that. And today we're going to talk about that. Last week, we talked about how your taxes are actually calculated. We want to go through how to explain how taxes work in plain English, right? Like what does deductions mean? What do credits mean? How do they even come up with these numbers? What's a taxable income? All that good stuff. So last week we talked about that. If you don't understand that, uh, go back and listen to that so you can uh, really understand what's going on with your money. Remember we've talked about this before that your taxes are your largest expense. No matter what, no matter who you are, taxes will be one of the number one reasons, uh, one of the biggest, let me see, uh, means of resistance when it comes to building wealth, because taxes can be a large drag on your wealth. No doubt about it. Right. So I think everybody agrees with that. So if you know that and you're trying to build wealth, wealth, right. Uh, for example, if you got a plane or a car, you're trying to race. Right. One of the first things you can do to make it faster is to lighten up the load. And taxes are one of those heavy drags on our wealth building process. we got to lighten up the load and we got to keep it light. So that's why you need to understand how these things work. And you also need to understand the game because we've also talked about that taxes in this country and pretty much any country that I've ever read about or studied about. I've only been lived in the U.S. So, I, you know, I'm just speaking from my limited experience. But just about every country, they have a tax code very similar to this. And it's just an incentive program. 
It's an incentive program by telling the government telling you, look, these are the things we want you to do. And if you do these things, we will give you a tax break or we won't tax you or whatever the case may be. Right. Uh, this is what you know, why it, it makes me laugh when I hear people get upset and all bent out of shape when they talk about this particular tax bill is for the rich. Every tax bill <laughs> that I've ever seen has always been for the rich. Right. And not just the rich. Let me take that back. Not the rich, but for the wealthy. Right. Because the rich people who earn a lot of money in wages and things like that, they get taxed, bro, like taxed. Right. If you win the lottery, you are getting taxed like 40, 50 percent. Right. Off the top. If you are an actor, if you are an athlete, if you are a highly paid uh, CEO, which, you know, they can hide their the way they earn their money through tax, tax you know, uh, stock options and things like that. But if you are a high earning wage, wage owner, if you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, uh, you're a uh, very successful accountant, you know, these type, you get taxed more than anybody, right? From, as a percentage perspective, right? But it's the wealthy people, the the people who everybody gets upset about, the, the so-called rich, the other rich, the one percenters, they, they don't get taxed, right? Well, they get taxed, but they, they exercise their incentives, right? Their incentive plans. Uh, so what do I mean by that? Just a pure example. Uh, the government wants you to provide housing, right? So real estate investors, they get tax benefits, right? The government wants you to create jobs. So corporations who create jobs, they get tax benefits, right? The government wants us to create energy. So big oil companies, uh, fracking, natural gas, they get huge tax benefits, right? Because that's just the way this thing works. They want you to do something. So countries around the world, they're trying to recruit wealthy people or wealthy minded people, right? Who will pursue a profit, who will pursue the, the, the job of creating jobs, who will pursue the job of creating profits, uh, and pursue the job of, of managing and mining resources. Countries around the world are looking for people and companies like that that will come into their country and they will make their place, their home, their country, their state a better place. This is why they give them tax cuts. This is one of the big things that uh, Trump was talking about where he wanted to try to get uh, uh, American companies to come back to the U.S. with lowering the corporate tax rate, right? So, but we're going to get into that. But first, let me let you know that, again, the show notes, there's I have links to the actual bill. Right. So you can read it yourself if you want to go through all that. Uh, other resources that I pulled these numbers from, I put links to all that in the show notes. You can find it at yourmoneyright.com forward slash 8080. com forward slash 80. But let's talk about it. So what is what's the difference? Right. What what changed from, you know, this year's where you're going to file your taxes on? And let me be clear. This the tax cuts, this new tax bill started January 1st. But when you go to file your taxes, you're not filing your taxes based on this new bill this year. All right. There's, I think, one or two things that may be included. But for the most of us, it's it's not anything you have to worry about. But you're not doing that this year. You're doing it for next year. Right. But it takes place. It took place January 1st. But you won't feel the effects. Well, you will feel the effects. Your paychecks and stuff will change here in the next week or so. Uh, but you won't be filing your taxes for the new bill until next year, right? Hope that makes sense. But anyway, so let's talk about the changes. 
Uh, first one, the big one, the one that's been in the news, the one that's got everybody upset is the lowering of the corporate tax rate. The, the new t- corporate tax rate is somewhere around 21%, used to be 35%, right? Uh, and what this does is it, it their game plan is to try to get corporations to come back and bring all this money that they're hoarding uh, offshores and bring them back to the United States, right? Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, a lot of people say, well, of course it is. We'll see, right? That's kind of the position I'm standing in, in most of this stuff, right, is we'll see. Uh, the corporate tax rate is a good idea to have that corporate tax rate. There are companies out there, big companies, that could benefit from it, like Apple uh, is one of them, right? They could benefit from a lower corporate tax rate because they make so much money that the the loopholes of taxes and the, the things that they can use to offset just isn't enough because they just make so much profit, right? Uh, but lowering the tax rate for somebody like them it really would affect their bottom line. So, uh, and then there's other places that don't necessarily have very good accountants where they do actually pay the corporate tax rate. A lot of corporations aren't paying this, this 30, they never was paying this 35%, right? You know, at least not off the top. They, at, the way corporations pay taxes is they earn their money, they spend as much as they can, and then they're taxed on what's left, right? So a lot of times they spend as much as they can, right? Uh, and then they earn their money in other different ways. Uh, but for the most part, they spend down as much through expenses and stuff like that. So they they, they don't have to actually pay, you know, 35% of all their profits. They only pay 35% of what's left over, which is different to how we pay taxes, right? We pay taxes on the income off top and we try to live on what's left. They do it a little bit differently. They Take their earnings, try to spend it as much as possible, and then tax what's what's uh what's the government tax what's left, right? So that's how that works. But anyway, we've co- lowered the corporate uh, tax rate from thirty five percent to twenty one percent. And let me say, so just so you know, you're clear. If that's not clear already. I am all for tax cuts, right? I uh, I believe that the government uh, should not tax as much as it does, right? Uh, I'm not one of those people who believes that. Yeah, big government, lots of taxes and all that good stuff. Right. We'll talk about that in another episode. But just just so you're clear about that, my stance on that, I believe that the lower the taxes, the better. I want my money. I want you to have your money. I want everybody to have their own money, do their thing. The government should be limited to a few things. Right. To uh, take care of the, the very bottom of a society. Right. Create our infrastructure and protect our, protect us, protect our boards, protect everybody's rights and rights of life and all that good stuff. But outside of that, uh, I'm not a big fan of taxing for uh, for a lot of the stuff. But anyway, so 35% to 21%. The next one uh, also related to companies, and it's especially for those of you who are have a business, you uh, work for yourself, maybe you're in the gig economy, you maybe you're Uber driver, maybe you uh, you know sell a little stuff on the side, maybe you consult things like that. There is a 20% deduction for what they call pass-through companies, right? So people who have like the LLCs and, and small businesses and things like that, you get a 20% reduction or deduction off of your profits, right? So if you made a profit, let's say of $100,000 this year, instead of getting taxed on that $100,000, you'll get taxed on the 80000 because they took 20% off or 20% deductions. Remember last week we talked about what deductions are, so I won't dig into that too much. Um, There are some caveats to this as well. I'm still trying to figure this thing out. I went through and I've read the bill. Some of the stuff is still legalese. Now I do this stuff. I nerd out on this stuff, but still I am not a tax professional. I am not a lawyer. I am not, you know, I wasn't, you know, 
trained in this area on any formal basis, right? But it's just me reading through this stuff, understanding, looking at my sources that I get my information from. But uh, there are some there are some caveats to some of this, right? Some of it uh, you need to have employees and just determine how what size of the employees you have. Some of these things kind of they fade out after a certain amount of money, things like that. But you can talk to your CPA about that if you're concerned about that. Uh, one of the next ones they did. And I'm just going to kind of go through my list here. One of the next one they did is they removed the mandate for health insurance. So you no longer will get penalized if you don't have health insurance. Now, uh, I guess this is a tax cut, uh, I guess, because it is a tax, so to speak. But I'm not really sure how many people were affected by this. Right. The only people that may be affected by this now are people who actually keep their health insurance because now health insurance will likely go higher. Um, I know a lot of people was like, well, with Obamacare insurance went higher. That's true. Right. Uh, because the insurance companies are a big cartel and they they the one they're the ones who actually wrote the Obamacare. Right. So it's not you know, they always they're going to win this thing. Right. Just because the way our government is set up, they're going to buy their politicians. They're going to write the bills. And until we get hip to this and get upset about it and really hold the feet to the fire, these politicians as we elect, these type of things will continue to happen. It's just going to keep happening over and over and over again. But anyway. They remove the mandate, which means that insurance will now be uh, more expensive across the board because people who feel like they don't need health insurance won't actually get health insurance. And those people who don't need health insurance are usually the healthy ones. And the healthy people are usually the reasons why health insurance is is low cost. Right. But now that they're out of the pool, they're, they they're t- out of the risk pool. Insurance gets more expensive. That's kind of the way that works. Right. So. Excuse me. I don't know why my nose running or whatnot. Yeah, please excuse me. But uh, that's that's the next thing that they did. So be on the lookout for that. We'll talk about how this stuff affects you later on. Uh, let's see. They've also lowered the amount of, that you can deduct. If you're in a state that has income state taxes, uh, state income taxes or city local income taxes, this really affects you. But it only affects you if you itemize. Right. If you don't itemize your taxes and if and if you don't itemize your taxes, then don't worry about it. If you itemize your taxes, this is going to be a problem for you because now what they're doing is won't allow you to deduct more than $10,000 on your state and local taxes, right? And for those of you who don't know, that's, you hear people in the news talk about SALT. That's what they're talking about, state and local taxes. I didn't know that myself, so I had to look it up. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't know that myself because I live in a state that doesn't have any state income taxes. I don't have any local income taxes. So when I even heard about this for the first time, I thought it was nuts. Right. I was like, wait a minute. You got to pay federal income taxes and your state charges you income taxes. And I I just I don't I don't even it don't even register me like seriously. Uh, So, yeah. But yeah, so they lowered the amount. So if you are normally deducting, let's say, 10,000 or 15,000 or 20,000 because you have high taxes because you have high whatever, right? You're no longer allowed to do that. You can only deduct $10,000 and that's the cap, right? So for those of you itemize, that may jab you a little bit, but get this, right? That only applies if you are an employee, right? Or your own personal stuff. If you are a business, the taxes are just, they're treated the same, right? They're treated just like any other business business expense, Right. So wink, wink, check, check. Remember, we talked about incentive programs, incentive, incentive. They want you to run a business. Anyway, next one is a mortgage interest cost tax deduction. Right. So 
Uh, if you have a mortgage, you have interest that you pay. Probably if you're in the first 15 years of it, most of what you pay to your mortgage is interest. Well, there's a deduction for that, but they've lowered it, right? So it used to be able to do, if you had a mortgage of a million dollars, now uh, it's lowered down to $750,000, right? So I don't know how many of y'all got a million dollar mortgage, but you know, you still get to keep, you know, I guess do it on the 750000 But if you got a million dollar mortgage, whoo, you balling, baby. All right, moving on past the mortgages, let's talk about the personal exemption. Uh, the personal exemption has been basically eliminated. All right, we talked about what it was last uh, week. Personal exemption basically means that for each person uh, or your personal uh, $4,000, your first $4,050, you do not have to pay taxes on it. You're exempt from paying taxes on that $4,000 per person. Now, this could be big for somebody like me, right? In my house, we are a family of six, right? So six times 4,000, uh, that's pretty significant, right? Uh, that's a already right there by itself. What is that? 24,000 was six times four. <laughs> I should know math, right? Uh, $24,000 right there in my house, right? That we would be exempt from uh, paying taxes on. Well, that's no longer the case because we've gotten rid of that personal exemption. Um, but on the flip side of that, what they've done is they've doubled the standard deduction. Now, uh, for a household like me, uh, we would have $24,000 standard deduction, uh, you know, because we're a married couple. We filed jointly, right? Individually, I think it's half of that's 12000 something like that. Um, what this does, though, is it makes it. This is kind of their you know, make up from getting rid for getting rid of the personal exemption. And remember when they do these tax rewrites and stuff like that, they're just shuffling cards around, right? The revenues, they try to make it about the same, which they didn't really do on this one, but they try to make it about the same. They try to please certain groups of people. They're just kind of shuffling things around so they can still get their money, but make it look like they're helping a lot of people. So that's why they'll, they'll get rid of the personal exemption. Then they'll double the standard deduction and try to call it, uh, you know, making it easier to do your taxes. The, this does not make it easier to do your taxes. If you're somebody who, who are, you know, you're ambitious, you're trying to get things done. This, this does not make it easier. If you're somebody who don't, right, you're not really worried about a lot of the stuff. You just want to go in and take the standard deduction. You'll be good to go. But as far as doing this on a postcard, you're right. Uh, but anyway, so the standard deduction has doubled from 12000 uh, for a married couple to 24000 Right. And that is in lieu of uh, the personal exemption. Now, we talked about this before last week. For example, my household, we would have the standard deduction, which we'll do this year. Right. Um, I mean, excuse me, we will itemize. But let's just say if we did the st standard deduction this year, like for taxes, we're getting ready to file right here in 2017. We get the personal exemption. It's four thousand per person in my household. And then if we took the standard deduction, which I think right now is. 7,000, 8,000, something like that. Or anyway, turns out to be, let's say it's 12,000 for a married couple, right? So that's 24,000 plus 12,000. We basically won't pay any taxes on the first 30 something thousand dollars that I make, that I earn, right? Which is pretty decent. And that's not even including the child tax credit stuff, which we'll get to here in a minute. Uh, but they have made the standard deduction double. And what this does is it makes it harder for you to itemize, right? And this, again, this is for next year. Right. When you file your taxes next year, uh, it takes in 
to place this year, but you're filing taxes like here in February, March, April of 2017, you're filing taxes for what you made last year in 2016, excuse me, 2017. Right. So, so next year, uh, when you do your standard deduction, it's going to be 24,000, which makes it harder for you to itemize. And that's kind of the game plan. They're saying it, it's simpler. What they're trying to do is force you to do it simpler. They don't want you to itemize. If you don't have a lot of expenses, you don't have to worry about itemizing, put it that way. And so things that you may have itemized before, like your mortgage interest or your charitable giving, your tithes or whatnot, if you did those and you're itemized uh, in the past, you won't, you may not do it next year unless your expenses exceed that $24,000 as a married couple or $12,000 as, as an individual, right? So that's, that's kind of the thing. And that's the other part about the SALT thing, uh, this, this, the state and local income tax deal. Uh, if you, if you don't have more than 24,000 as a married couple, then it don't make any sense for you. It doesn't matter, right? Cause you're doing a standard deduction anyway. So it's kind of one to make sure we spell that. All right. Next thing out, the healthcare cost deduction. Uh, this is one that a lot of people didn't even know about, but if your healthcare cost exceeded 10% of your income, then you could write that off, right? As a deduction. Uh, they've lowered that. So now instead of having it being 10% of your income, it only has to be 7.5% of your income. So if you made a uh, hundred thousand dollars a year last year or this year that you're filing taxes on, you would have, need to have had spent more than $10,000 in healthcare costs, uh, to, re- uh, to take that off your deduction. Now only 7,500. So that could be significant for people who have high healthcare costs. Uh, next thing that's increased child tax credit. This one is a big one, right? So from what it is a thousand dollars now, it's now going to be two thousand dollars next year, right? So you'll get a two thousand dollar tax credit uh, per child on your on your deal. So that's a double of increase. That is pretty uh, that's pretty significant uh, with up to fourteen hundred dollars of it refundable. So if you have absolutely no tax uh, liability at all, you can't get the full two thousand. Right. But you'll get up to fourteen hundred of that is refundable. Also, they increase the amount of people for people who can participate in it. From what I understand, if you're an individual, you can make up to one hundred and ten thousand dollars and still get the child tax credit. That wasn't the case before. I think it phased out of like 70 or 80 or something like that. Um, And as a couple, I think it's all the way up. I think maxed out at like four hundred thousand. So even if you're making four hundred thousand as a married couple, you can still take your child tax credit. So that'll be huge. Uh, there's another uh, tax credit they pulled up for dependents. So if you have like a, a mom or auntie or some other adult that is that you're taking care of that is dependent on you, they give you another tax credit of five hundred dollars. Now remember, these are not deductions; these are credits, right? So credits go directly back into your pocket. Along the lines of children, keeping up with that, you can now use your 529 plan. So a 529 plan is like a 401k, but you can, but it's, it's a government plan, but you can, you use it for educational expenses for college and things like that. So 529 savings plans, a lot of people have them for their children getting prepared for, for college. You can now use them for kindergarten through 12, right? So you can do it for school tutoring. You can use it for other educational expenses. You can now do that for your children. Now, this is something that I may be interested in. We'll talk about this later. Maybe we'll get an expert on or whatnot, but I do not have a 529 plan for my children. I am not saving for my children's uh, college education. Uh, I do not have a 529. This thing right here may make me change uh, my mind and get a 529 because I believe 
that the the dollars you uh, invest in your children today will make them uh, more impactful later. And there's a particular school that I'm considering sending my kids to and a 529 plan uh, may be beneficial to me for that because I want them to, you know, take advantage of it while they're in grade school. I don't really too much care too much about the college thing. I think college is going to be completely different when my kids go to college. But anyway, so basically, uh, one of the things I want to make sure you understand that although all these things seem great and they're good and hunky dory, all of, basically all the individual tax cuts are pretty much temporary, right? They, you know, oh, I didn't talk about the tax brackets. <laughs> which is probably mo- the most important part. The tax brackets all uh, get lowered, right? They get lowered and widened a little bit. So uh, people who were in a 15% tax bracket will probably now be in the 12% tax bracket. People who were in a you know, 25% tax bracket will now probably be in a 20% tax bracket. So tax brackets were lowered across the board. I'll put a link to those in the show notes as well so you can see that visually for yourself and get an idea of where you fall as far as the tax brackets are concerned. Remember, we talked about this last year. I mean, last week is what you want to do is try to get yourself to the next uh, to the to the lower tax bracket. But it really doesn't matter a whole lot. Right. Because everybody's involved in all the lower tax brackets. Your first money gets taxed at the lower bracket and then it moves forward. But I'm not going to get back into that. But anyway, back to what I was trying to say uh, with all these things uh, being pretty cool, tax tax cuts and stuff like that. Uh, also understand that these tax cuts are temporary. They are set to expire in 2025. Uh, so be aware of that. Get your money while you can. Uh, and just just in general, all tax cuts are temporary, right? Until Congress comes in and writes another bill, right? So, you know, don't, uh, don't get too reliant on any of it. Don't get too excited on any of it. Just utilize it. Stay in the know. Know what you need to know and take advantage of it as much as possible. Because I guarantee you, corporations, wealthy people, they're all paying attention to all of it. At least they're hiring people who pay attention to all of this, right? And if you want to be wealthy, you need to do what the wealthy people do. If you want to be wealthy, be wealthy, right? At least, especially in mind, you need to understand how the work, how the game works. And so that's what I hope to bring to you with this stuff, right? So, but just understand that all of these are basically temporary, right? So, uh, but it doesn't just stop here, right? So when you look at the tax bill as a whole, it doesn't just stop in what what is said in the tax bill. There are consequences to all this, right? So with all these cuts, there's also a cut in revenues. The problem with the cut in revenues or the the money that the government brings in is the government does not historically has not, at least in the recent fifty years, they do not cut their expenses. Right. They'll lower how much money they bring in, but they won't cut the expenses. They continue to spend money that we don't have. They continue to borrow money that we don't have. And what a government does this is they sell bonds. Right. And they create money out of thin air. And what this does is it creates inflation. And this is why you see things cost more later down down the road than they do today. Right. Inflation, as we talked about before, is one of those hidden taxes, something you don't necessarily see. Nobody sends you a bill for it. Things just end up costing more. Why? Because in order for the government to pay for these things, they just flush more money into the economy. And the more money chasing a particular product increases the price of the product. Right. So let me give you an example. When we were house hunting, we were looking in desirable areas. And a lot of times we got beat out on houses that we put in offers for because people would come in with more money. 
right? And we would bid. And so this house may be $100,000, but if five other people really want this house and they have more than $100,000, they'll bid the price up, right? So the house may be only worth $100,000, but if there's more money and more people wanting that one house for $100,000, they bid the price up, it'll go to one ten or one twenty or one forty or one fifty. This is how inflation works on a uh, macro level, so to speak, right? And this is what happens when uh, the government spends a lot of money and they borrow money. Right. They inflate and things get more expensive. Now, technology is getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, which is for lucky for us is lowering the overall effect of inflation. Right. Milk, food, things like that will go up in price. But a lot of other things come down, you know, energy, gadgets, tools, things like that. Technology is really helping us in this in this in this way. So. There's a lot of good stuff for that, but just be careful of that, right? Be aware that they uh, will create a deficit. $1.5 trillion is the estimated deficit that will be created with this tax cut plan. This can create inflation in your world, right? So be aware of that. Have a game plan. Understand that, uh, like I said before, take advantage of the tax code, right? It is just an incentive plan. If you listen to me, listen to me talk about this. And if you listen to the, anybody talk about this, it this is a tax plan for the wealthy people, right? They all are, right? This is a tax plan for business people. They all are. This is a tax plan for plan for investors. They all are. So you need to become a business person. You need to become an investor, an entrepreneur. You need to figure this thing out, right? Don't sit back in the, on the line on the sidelines and let people tell you that entrepreneurship ain't for everybody. Look, they may be. It may be right. You maybe you weren't born an entrepreneur, but you better learn how to be one, right? Because taxes ain't getting ain't getting cheaper, right? For W two people, and they're not gonna get it's not gonna get much easier, right? Uh, they will want their money back, right? When Democrats come back into power, they may come in and raise tax because they need more revenue, right? So get it while the getting is good. But even if the Democrats, no matter who's in in in, in power, Democrats or Republicans. Business owners, entrepreneurs, investors always win, right? Because Democrats and Republicans need investors. They need business people. They need job creators, right? So get out and figure out a way to, to learn, to, to figure it out, right? Figure out how to become a business owner. Figure, figure out how to become a, a real estate investor. Figure it out. Start using your, your finances right now. We talked about this, the getting better bucket. If you don't, if you don't have your finances set up the way the misfits do, you need to have your finances set up the way the misfits do. There is a bucket specifically designed to help you get better in your education, get better, become a business person, and all that good stuff. So you, that's what that bucket is for, right? Remember, you want to stay lean, liquid, and relevant. If you're not relevant, you get left behind, right? The gap is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The gap between the haves and haves nots. And you're gonna have to make a decision which side you want to be on, right? And I, I, I hope you make the decision to be on the side of the haves and start that process now. Especially if you're like me and you didn't grow up with that information, you got to figure it out. You got to learn it, right? And maybe we can learn this thing together. So that's all I got for today. Hopefully that was helpful. Uh, remember, just a quick recap, right? Taxes are getting cut, but they're getting cut for the people who are doing what the government wants you to do, right? People always ask me, well, why do they give you a child, a child tax credit? Well, we need children, <laughs> right? They're not doing it because it's out of the goodness of their own heart or because, you know, whatnot. We need children, 
right? And we need healthy children. We need children to grow. Why do we need children? We need children because we need people in the workforce. If you look across the world, there's countries that are struggling or and are looking to struggle because they didn't have enough children to come up and, and get in their workforce. Places like Japan and China, for example, right? So we need children. That's why they give you a child tax credit. Uh, the reason why they give you a home mortgage deduction is because every time you buy a house, you employ a whole lot of people. Not only do you put money in the banks, but you put money in the realtor's pockets. You put money into the contractors, the plumbers, the uh, utilities, the concrete workers, the roofers, uh, all kinds of people benefit when you buy a house. Right. It's one of the largest influx of money that you're going to uh, investment that you're going to make in your life. So that's why they give you a mortgage uh, tax credit or deduction, I should say. Uh, all these things are incentive programs. Right. So never forget that. Always understand that. So whenever you see a tax cut, the government wants you to take advantage of that. And you should probably look to see if it'll fit for you and take advantage of it. Right. So no matter what, no matter who's talking, no matter who's getting all riled up on TV or talk radio or whatever you consume, none of that stuff matters. Don't get all emotional. Understand the facts. Understand what's going on. Take advantage of it. So we can build together, you can build for your family, build a legacy, and leave something for your children, and create wealth for you that will last generations. That's my hope, uh, that is my prayer for you, and I hope that you benefit and get that from what you what you learn listening to the show. So again, that's all I got for today. I appreciate you listening. I really do appreciate you. I love you, and God bless. MPS. MPS. Every talking about